Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Our bit today comes from John 14, verse 16, which says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide in you forever. And it's another good-looking autumn day in my area, friends. It's so good when we wake up and see the sun shining along with the spiritual light that we get from Jesus. That just gives us a full house. So let's hope that your house is filled with light this Wednesday morning. This Wednesday morning in the latter part of October in this crazy year of 2021. And even if you don't have physical sunlight, just remember that the light from Jesus is more than enough to quell all our darkness, all our fears and anxieties. And if you don't believe me, then listen to this overwhelming story from our one-year book of Bible promises with writings by Ruth Harms Colking, which I believe proves our point. It is titled, It Happened to Me. Please read with me. It may be a question you'd rather not face. You struggle with it for so long. A resentment, perhaps, or a seething rebellion, or an ugly jealousy that keeps churning. There may be someone you haven't forgiven, despite a whole string of resolutions. Day after day, in fact, week after week, you live with no sense of fulfillment, no recharge of joy, no happy expectations. You long for a deeper understanding of God's will for your life. Your heart feels empty. Your soul feels weary. Do you wonder if there is a way out? If other Christians have found the secret? Oh yes, assuredly yes. Let me tell you when. When they were desperate enough to trust the Holy Spirit to do what they could not do. When they were simple enough to trust God's promise, which says, I will put my spirit within you. When they were willing enough to open their hearts and give it all over to God. And do you wonder why I'm so joyfully sure? It happened to me. Uh, oh, friends, what a true and wonderful story. And I hope it soon happens to you if you are suffering from any of the frustrations and human limitations listed above. I can understand because it also happened to me. But it's also true that when you give it all up to the Holy Spirit, which is in you, if you are a Christian, then the Lord, whatever it is, becomes bearable because you don't have to carry it all by yourself. Remember, the Lord promised this way back in the Old Testament to the children of Israel through the prophet Ezekiel saying, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. In other words, Take out your stony heart of sin 
and give you a new obedient heart. And that comes from Ezekiel 36, 26. And we know that the Lord keeps all of his promises. And after Jesus came, he kept that one. We know too that on the first Pentecost day, after Jesus ascended into heaven, the Holy Spirit descended upon the believers seated in the upper room in Jerusalem. The good book describes it thus. And suddenly there came a song from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven or divided tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And you can find that in Acts 2, verses 2 to 4. And the scholars explain those verses by saying, On the day of Pentecost, God provided two symbols of the Spirit's presence, the wind which was associated by the Jews with the Spirit, and you could find references to those to that in Ezekiel 37, 9, 14, and John 3, 8, and the fiery tongues which divided and rested upon each one, showing that the Spirit's baptism included all. The purpose here for the sign, gift of tongues, was not to make possible the hearing of the gospel, but to seize the attention of all so they would listen. And that's a problem we have now, friends. However, from that time forth, all those who believe and place their trust in Christ Jesus are imbued with the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and comfort them. Yes, my people, those are some of the things the Holy Spirit of Christ are supposed to do in our lives. But as with everything else, we do have to listen to him if we are to receive the benefits he has to offer. And that's where so many believers fall down. We either don't listen to the Spirit's guidance or we hear it and don't follow it, then wonder why our lives are so miserable and muddled. Now, let's just remember some of Jesus' words, read the Holy Spirit now. First, he promised it by saying to the disciples, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide in you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, and, ye, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless or as orphans. I will come to you. And all of that comes from John 14, 15 to 18. Yes, my brethren, the Holy Spirit is another comforter, just like Jesus is and was. And unlike the Old Testament, where the Spirit occasionally fell on believers, after Jesus, he indwells all believers. He's a constant companion. That's the Spirit of Jesus in us, working on our behalf. And here Jesus again on the Holy Spirit now. He says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, 
even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. And that's taken from John 15, verses 26 to 27. And this note from the scholars follow those verses. They say, the Comforter refers to the Advocate beside us as we bear witness to Christ. And they reference chapter 14, verses 15 to 16, which we spoke of earlier. The action of the word translated, proceeded, is in the process or continually proceeds. The eternal possession of the Spirit means that he continually proceeds from beside, not out of the Father. If the Holy Spirit came out of God, he would be less than God. To be more specific, the Holy Spirit not only proceeds from the Father, but also from the Son. This means the Father and the Son continually send the Holy Spirit. This in no way suggests that the Spirit is less in deity than either Father or Son. Instead, it explains the relationship among the three eternal persons of the Trinity. And they offer this illustration. Just as Jesus came to do the will of the Father, so the Holy Spirit is sent to speak not of himself, but of Christ. And you could reference that in John 16, 13. Meanwhile, as per application, they say, in this sense, the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father who has been given to every Christian. And there are references to that in Acts 1, 4 and 2, 39. <coughs> Excuse me there. So in plain and simple everyday language, I like to say that the Holy Spirit is the workhorse of the Holy Trinity. <laughs> yes, he actions the promises and the intents of the Father and the Son. So friends, it's ever important that we consider the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives if we claim to be believers in Christ Jesus. You can't be a true believer without engaging with him. So hopefully, hopefully from now on, since we have a better understanding of what he's all about, we will embrace him more faithfully and consistently. Now, let's go home declaring. Oh, yes, we spell declaring right again today. Let's go home declaring our Wednesday wail, letting all and sundry know of our most wonderful position in Jesus Christ. All together now. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. <laughs> and friends, let's not forget that if we endure to the very end, that future with Christ will be even more glorious 
than we can ask or imagine. Much love. And the postscript for today says, to live a full Christian life, one must engage wholeheartedly and faithfully with the Holy Spirit. And that's a fact, friends. You can't be a Christian or a true Christian unless you engage with the Holy Spirit who has been given to you to help you live that Christian life. Oh, and we have a PS here that says, sorry the bit so late, but you know, life happens. And that's a fact, friends. So let's go today and live for Christ now. Do what he asks us to do. We know it. So let's go out and live for him so that others can see how he is and come to love him just like we do. Have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Thank you.